Hey, good morning, everybody uh, out there watching on our Auburn YouTube, Auburn Facebook pages. We've got a, a very special uh, episode of First Down South for you this week that we're very excited about. We're, we're able to have uh, a guest on that is has been in the headlines, especially for Auburn folks in the past week, and uh, we're going to get to talk to him live today. So I'll go ahead and, and toss over to Matt Zenitz, my co-host here, and, and, uh, and he'll do the introductions. Yeah, so before the, the T.J. Finley news dropped yesterday, the most recent uh, big news for Auburn, aside from that or before that, was the, the Tigers getting a commitment from one of the, the top defensive and, I guess, special teams players in the, the portal last week in, in Donovan Kaufman. So Donovan was said to, to be one of the, the top, if not the, the top player on Vanderbilt's roster going into this season, ultimately decides to go into the portal in late April and then reunites with his former Vanderbilt head coach, Derek Mason, at Auburn and gives Auburn a potential impact player in the secondary and then a potential impact player as a, a returner to go along with that. So, Donovan, you obviously commit last week. What's been the, the schedule like since that? Uh, when are you planning on enrolling at Auburn? And just what, what is kind of the, the, the expected schedule for you moving forward now that you have committed to Auburn? Oh, uh, well, since I committed, I've just been working out, uh, trying to stay in shape, stay stay right. Um, and then I report, I'm supposed to report on the 31st, so Monday I should be up there. Cool. So after you go into the portal in late April, you have schools like Texas coming after you, Florida State to the world, a lot of other schools to go along with that. Wait, was it just a, a foregone conclusion all along that you were going to end up at Auburn with Coach Mason or – did, did a school like Texas have a, a legitimate shot there before you ultimately made the decision to to commit to Auburn? Uh, yeah, I was I was between like I was going back and forth between Texas and Auburn the uh, the whole time. It was a lot of other schools. It was actually very very busy. Uh, I hate it. I hate recruitment a lot. I hated when I was coming out of high school, and I still hate it now. And then I was taking exams at the time, so it was it was aggravating. But the whole time I was back and forth between Auburn and Texas, and then like. I just took like three days and I was like, all right, now it's time to really make a decision. And then I wrote down uh, pros, cons, uh, anything that I felt like I needed. And then Auburn was the obvious choice. Yeah, Donovan, you talked about, you know, not liking the recruiting process. So you go into the portal, like, does your phone just immediately start blowing up? Like, how, how did that work out for you? And like, you know, how, how ridiculous was it in terms of the guys reaching out to you? All right, so it's funny because I sent in my papers that morning. And as I was signing the papers, they said it takes 48 hours. So I'm thinking I have two days. So I'm thinking I have until Friday. So I'll be done with my exams. So I'm like, okay. So I sent it in. Like an hour went 30 minutes later. My phone blowing up. I checked the group chat my from my high school. It was like, man, Donovan leaving Vandy. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> so I checked my phone. I checked Twitter. And then I see somebody posting. I'm like, wow. So I'm, I i didn't know if I was in the portal already or somebody leaked it, but I was in the portal. Then my phone just literally started blowing up within a minute of that post being out. So I, I, I want to, I want to ask you a little bit about your, your season last year, because, you know, it, it was, it was a lot, it, it, you know, just sort of reading through kind of how it all went down. A lot of a lot of good things, a lot of positives, and then obviously some struggles too. Can you can you first of, first of all take me through kind of 
what you feel good about that you were able to accomplish last season. But then also, I, I know that you that you were dealing with COVID and, then, and that it hit you kind of hard. And can you update us on kind of how you're feeling today? Uh, well, the season, uh, it was – I was happy just to be out there, you know, as a freshman, having COVID, not knowing if he was going to have a season or not. I mean, I knew it was a risk to play, but I just wanted to play football. Like, And then it was my freshman year. I was just like, yeah, I have to get on the field. So I started off starting, played the first two games against Texas A&M, LSU. Uh, it went good. The first game, I, I still kind of had freshman jitters, not the fact that I was playing um, football, but just the fact that I was playing in the SEC game at night at Texas A&M on national television. That's really what was in my head. But after that, like, after that game, I just – I got real comfortable. In LSU, I had a, a great game. And then I caught COVID after that game. Uh, we had a bye week the next week. So if we would have had a game that next week, I would have played in that one. But we had a bye. So I had to sit. Uh, so after I sat, um, I wound up getting my MRIs and things for, uh, you know, to get cleared. Then they found out I had myocarditis. So they didn't really know much about it. But just to be safe, they set me for three months. They was like, you don't really need to do nothing to get your heart rate up. But now, uh, when I went back, they was like, we learned more about it, and players won't have to sit as long. And they also saying that they don't know if that could be caused from the flu also, because they don't, you know, they don't test people. They don't MRI people for the flu. They have the flu. So they're saying they don't know if they can get it from the flu, too, and it's something that you doesn't, you don't really have to worry about. But, I mean, to this point, I'm fully back. Like, I'm 100%. I went through spring. I'm ready to play football again. Glad to hear it. So, so Donovan, obviously, you've been around uh, Coach Mason longer than anybody on the, the, the Auburn roster at this point. Just being around him and being around a lot of different coaches throughout the course of your life, what is it that's special or unique about Coach Mason as a coach and then even out of, outside of just straight football stuff? He very attention to detail. You know, he, he's very a hands-on coach. Uh, he knows how he want it, and he's going to make sure that you get it like that. He wants the best from his players. And then outside of football, like, He's a great man. Like, you ask anybody about him, nobody ever had nothing bad to say about him. Like, I asked about him. Coaches tell me the same thing. It was like, well, I asked about Coach Mason. It was like, I heard nothing bad about him. I was like, yeah, he's genuine. Like, he's a real guy. Donovan, how tough was it for you when you, you hear the news, you know, that Coach Mason is getting let go at Vanderbilt? And I guess how – I don't know if weird is the right word, but I guess how special is it for you that, like, you, you lose your coach, but then you go to a new school and you get to play for him again? Uh, I was hurt because it was a surprise. And, you know, in my recruitment process, that was a question I asked. And he was surprised also. So, and like, I know he still had, like, time on his contract. And, you know, Vandy, they don't normally fire coaches before the contract is up. So I'm like, all right, he still have years on his contract. So when it happened, I, I was really shocked. And I was like, wow, okay. But at the end of the day, I know it's a business. So I couldn't be – too upset. I still kept my mind on football. Uh, it was hard. It was even harder that I couldn't finish the season. And, you know, going, having a season like that, I've never had a season to where I lost every game. So that was really hard. Then I couldn't play either. I was in the box every game just watching, watching players in my position. And I'm just like, damn, I would have made that play. And it was, it was hard, but 
I mean, I got over, I got through it, and I'm just happy that I'm here now. So, so Donovan, I'm going to ask you something really challenging, and I'll be very impressed if you come up with a, a, a good answer for, for this one, especially being put on the spot. So, so what is your, your favorite, funniest, coolest Coach Mason story, whether it's just football stuff or even something outside of, of football? What immediately comes to mind for you? Uh, it was a time uh, that me – uh, it was actually we was talking to my dad. Uh, me, him, and my dad. We were talking about something, and it was it was it was it was it was, was kind of funny. It, it was real funny to me, but because they, you know, two old dudes talking. That's how I look at it. So it was real funny to me just watching them talk about it. So, wait, what were they talking about? Uh, I, I honestly think because I went to go see my dad at work, and it was something. Like it wasn't like nothing important, but it was just something that old men would talk about. I forgot. Like I, I don't really know what it was about, but it was just something that old men would talk about. And that's when I was like, wow, these dudes are really old. He bro. was just vibing with your dad. They they're yeah. just on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know, Donovan, just from from your you know, background before before becoming an SEC football player, what what's kind of always stuck out to you about Auburn? What's been your impression of Auburn? Just, you know, not just, not just the coaches there, but just the whole program, the, the, the uh, community, the environment, all of it. What, what's kind of been your feeling about them growing up and seeing them on TV every year? Uh, it's funny because like before I ever like went to Auburn, I thought about going to Auburn. I always said like, well, I like Auburn. They have a really good team. Like they keep a, a decent team. And then which really made me, Draw towards them uh, the year that LSU won a national championship. Auburn gave them the hardest game. And I was like, wow, like Auburn, that's a, that's a decent little team. And then here we come now. I'm at Auburn. Like, and I'm somewhere I feel like I could win. Like, at the end of the day, I'm trying to win a national championship. And I know that that could be done here. It's been done before. So, I, obviously, with the, the transfer portal in Auburn, I, I mean, you're, you're one of – Wait, what is it? Six, seven, twenty-five. I, I, I've lost count of just the the number of noteworthy guys that that Auburn's added at this point through the the transfer portal. Just aside from you, seeing some of the the other guys have been added. Wait, what's been your take on that? Whether it's been TJ, uh, by Darius Knighton, uh, Tony Fair, the D lineman, or some of the other guys. Wait, what's been just kind of your thought as you've seen some of these other guys commit and what that could mean for for you guys moving forward? Well, my thought about that is, you know, when a lot of coaches get a no, a lot of programs get a new head coach, you know, they trying to rebuild. But what I get from that is that we trying to win now and I'm ready. I'm ready to win now. So wait, one last thing for you, Donovan. So obviously with the, the secondary, you, you guys have said some versatile players. You have a Ladarius Tennyson, who was first team safety during the spring, but played nickel last year. Uh, speaking of Darius Knighton can play a few different spots in the secondary. I know uh, you feel the same way about yourself and that the coaching staff talked to you about playing a couple of different spots. Just what is your early feel for how things could shape out in the, the secondary and what the, the secondary could end up looking like with the, the combination of guys that you have? Uh, I mean, for one, it's definitely going to be competition. But at the end of the day, it's going to be friendly competition. We are teammates like now. So at the end of the day, I want to win. And I know that the coach is going to do put the right people in position for us to win. Um, and I think we're going to have a really good secondary, hopefully. Well, the best in the SEC, hopefully the country. Like, I'm trying. And then we got some guys up front. You know, you have a great up front. That makes the secondary look even better. We work together. Absolutely. Awesome.
Well, th thank you so much for uh, for stopping in with us and, and giving us your thoughts as you make this big move in your career. And uh, we wish you the best of luck at Auburn, Donovan. We'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on you in the next few years. Appreciate it. Thanks, Donovan. Thank you all for having me. Awesome. Well, uh, first off, thanks again to Donovan Kaufman for joining us, uh, fresh off of his transfer to Auburn. Um, Matt, we, we talked about it a little bit with Donovan, but you know, this, this has been an ongoing theme that we've talked about you know, pretty much every week for the last month or two, uh, on first down South is this, um, th this wave of transfers throughout the sec, but in particular, Auburn does seem to be one of the big winners in this transfer market this off season. And, um, you know, in addition to Donovan picking up a, a really big name, at least, at least at this point in the transfer market in TJ Finley, uh, yesterday. And, you know, I, I think Matt, for, for those of us who, um, who have not necessarily been keeping up in, in great detail with all of this stuff, it's a little surprising to see Auburn take a transfer quarterback right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you think about Auburn right now, you think, okay, well, they're one of the schools in the SEC that's got the most established uh, returning player at quarterback. Uh, it's it's Bo Nix, right? I mean, everybody sort of assumes that that's going to be the situation in the fall. What's your feeling about why take this transfer and how could it really impact things as early as this fall? From the standpoint of just coaches across the board around the country, competition is is never a bad thing. And with Bo Nix, looking at the last couple of years, I, I think it's fair to say that he's been up and down. And the, the way this works for Auburn, it accomplishes two things. You, you have additional competition now for Bo Nix, even if it is unlikely to a certain degree that somebody can come in during the course of the summer and beat out a multi-year starter, especially not having spring ball to, to work with. But the, the second reason why this is a, a great thing for, for Auburn is you have additional depth now at the very least. So with Auburn, they, there were questions and concerns about the number two spot behind Bo Nix. And now you, you bring in someone who has playing starting experience in the SEC. And if he doesn't beat out Bo for the starting job, you can feel better about that number two spot behind Bo should something happen to him. Wait, with a player who um, had a couple good games last year and the, the comparison that I love that I got from a coach is kind of like a, a poor man, Jamarcus Russell. So we remember Jamarcus Russell doing, doing great, things at LSU going number one overall in the, the draft. And there are some things that, that are similar from a skill set standpoint with TJ, even though I hate throwing out a comparison to somebody who went number one overall in the draft, just in terms of his size, arm talent, things like that. And you definitely saw some flashes throughout the course of last year when he was in there for LSU. So, so I'm pulling out some kind of pop psychology football stuff here that – I know sometimes we cringe when we hear other people talk about this stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, you know, I totally, I totally do believe that competition makes some people better. Um, and, and there's, there's plenty of cases where that's happened, but John, I also believe that there's some evidence that in some cases, when you, when you bring in another guy, especially a transfer, right? Because it's not necessarily as clear that your plan is to develop that guy for the future, but more like, I guess what I'm saying here is, is there a scenario where this move 
by Brian Harson signals to Bo Nix perhaps a lack of confidence in him um, that could have a negative impact on him, on his mindset, on, on how he approaches things. I mean, it's possible, but I'd argue that Auburn has done Bo Nix a disservice by not having competition. I mean, I think if you go back to that first year, uh, you know, there were a lot of frustration within that quarterback room and within that locker room in general. The fact that Gus Malzahn was locked into Bo Nix from the very beginning, it causes them to lose a guy in Malik Willis who, you know, Again, very early. I'm not putting that much stock in it, but people have him as potentially a top ten pick next year in the NFL draft. Yeah. He's killing it at Liberty, and that's a guy that they ran off because they didn't give him a true chance to win that job because they locked in on Bo. So I think could it cause him to have confidence issues potentially? But I don't think he's playing at a high enough level to this point to really worry that much about it. I mean, we know what Finley did at LSU. Uh, I would say somewhat similar. I mean, certainly not as good as what Bo Nix did last year, but. I think at a minimum, Finley gives you similar skill sets. So it's either going to push Bo to be better or, you know, Finley takes over and probably gives you something similar to what Bo's been doing the last couple of years. I mean, there, there are some similar you know, skill sets, in my opinion. I mean, I would say this for, for, for one thing, even, even outside of the competition part of it, having quality depth is really important. I mean, we've seen it cost – many teams in the SEC a chance to do something special. I mean, it arguably did for Georgia last year. Um, it, it has for Alabama in the past. It has for Auburn in the past. And, and while I think we've heard some good things about the, the, the freshman Davis on the, in the quarterback room for Auburn, I, I don't know that anybody really feels like Auburn could accomplish anything next year right now pre-TJ Finley if Bo Nix were to get banged up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get the importance of depth. It, it's surprising to me still, I guess, in 2021 to, to – and this is just my own biases from watching college football for the last, you know, 30 years. But the, I still have that thing in my head that says, why would, it, why would you transfer to a school – if you don't think that you have a really good shot of winning the starting job. And, um, and it's hard for me to believe that TJ Finley really believes that it's hard for me to believe that Brian Harson really believes that about this situation. Uh, but, but, but again, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not at spring practice. I don't know what, what Bo Nix looks like right now. Well, quite clearly it was verbalized to TJ Finley that he's going to have a, a legitimate chance of competing for the job because um, throughout the course of the, the recruiting process, one of the most important factors to go along with being interested in staying in the SEC and getting a chance to, to play against his former team in LSU was getting a, a situation, finding a situation where he would have a legitimate chance of, of starting and he feels like he's going to get that opportunity at, at Auburn. And, and something that probably worth pointing out with TJ. So the, the last thing you saw of TJ at LSU maybe wasn't great. I mean, during the, the course of their, their spring game, he was 13 guy, was something like 10 of 19 for 85 yards with no touchdowns and two picks. Obviously, got pulled the end of last year in favor of um, another member of that, that 2020 LSU recruiting class in Max Johnson, but had, had a couple really impressive games last year, including his first start where he went out there against, I think it was South Carolina, threw for 270, a couple of touchdowns, and um, showed some flashes of why – if you look back at last year, Ed Orgeron was talking about TJ being an NFL-type talent and somebody that he believes has a chance to be an NFL-type guy at some point down the road. What's interesting about this one, too, is that 
not only does he walk in a situation where a guy's been a starter for two years, but at least at this point, again, things can change. Bo Nix to me looks like a four-year player. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's leaving after this year. So, I mean, if you lose, if you don't win the job this year, are you going to be a three-year starter as a senior? I mean, you can easily see if you don't win this this fall camp that you're waiting two years to be the starter. At that point, you've given Demetrius Davis two years to learn the system. I mean, it could yeah. I and look like because wrong. of the because of these crazy rules. Sorry to interrupt, John. I, I mean. I believe Bo could potentially have as many as two more seasons after this one. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, it's a great point you're bringing up there that this is kind of a risky situation for TJ Finley to walk into. I mean, it, it shows a lot of confidence on his part, I guess, on, on the one hand, but it's, it's far from an easy situation for him to walk into and take a job. And And there certainly would have been other programs where that was the case. So, um, it, it very interesting. I'm surprised by the move. I, I, I did not think that, that that's where he was going to end up, but you know, I, cl- classic Scalisi, uh, missing the boat on a prediction. You don't come to my, don't come to my content expecting good predictions on things that are going to happen. I'll, I'll, I'll always caution our viewers that. And I think the thing that, you know, it is worth remembering, this is an obvious point, but again, Brian Harson didn't recruit Bonix. Mike yeah. Boba didn't recruit Bonix to Auburn. So, I mean, you see it in the NFL all the time. You want to get your own guy in there. So, you know, is TJ Finley Brian Harson's guy? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But it'll be it'll be very interesting. And, you know, those of us in the content world know QB battles are a lot of fun. We haven't had a good <laughs> QB battle in a while. Uh, so, you know, the, the breathless Bo Nix versus TJ Finley reports, I'm ready for him. There, I, I can already, I can already smell the the uh, the, the anonymous forum comments all summer long. I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing good things about about these unofficial workouts. I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm seeing seeing some clips out there. Hmm. Well, one of, one of the things that's interesting to point out about TJ Finley also. So you guys talk about the remaining eligibility that Bo Nix has. Something that makes TJ Finley as a prospect even more attractive from Auburn standpoint. Not only do you have a, a young, talented player, but you have somebody with four years of eligibility remaining. It's true. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I guess that that cuts both ways there. All right. Well, we will certainly be keeping track of the TJ Finley story uh, throughout the off season and, and see how that develops. There's lots more coverage of this over at AL.com. We've also got, by the way, we've got video uh, of TJ Finley's. Uh, basically his highlights from LSU last season, wherever you're watching this, it's on our Auburn Facebook page and on our Auburn YouTube channel. Um, and, and we're going to, we're going to continue to hear more about him. We also have the SEC baseball tournament going on this week, right down the street from, uh, from where I'm sitting right now, uh, Alabama and Auburn both playing today. So we'll have coverage of those games for you over at AL.com and, uh, gentlemen, otherwise, you know, Kind of a kind of a uh, a chill week around. I say that now. I probably just cursed us to having a major story break this week. Well, the point that I would make, you know, so next Tuesday, June one, we'll talk about it on that show. <laughs> but I mean, recruiting is going to crank up, and we've talked yeah. about it, I think, a little bit. Like a lot of people in the in the the coaching world, they're bracing for some you know some wildness June one. So. I think that, you know, this is we're kind of in the calm before the storm because once June 1 happens, it's going to get, I feel like, wild. And I'll give a shout-out to uh, 
our guy Alex Scarborough uh, had a good story at ESPN talking about all the tampering that's already happening. And so that's something to definitely watch uh, going forward. We'll be we'll be all over it on First Down South. And uh, thanks again uh, to Donovan Kaufman for joining us today. Really, really fun surprise to have him on for a live interview today. And we're looking forward to seeing more of him at Auburn. So uh, for Matt Zenitz and John Talty, I am Matt Scalisi. And thanks, as always, for watching us on First Down South.